BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Now, broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. the Armstrong and Getty show. We're taking the week off because we're gluttons and we're going to eat so much that we're sick. Be incoherent. We're so full anyway. But there's so much to discuss. You got senators wanting to fight witnesses. You got congresspeople fighting each other. Israel fighting for its survival and fat communists visiting California. So much. By the way, if you want to hear more, you can catch our podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. So I absolutely salute Nicholas Kristof of the New York Times for writing the piece that he wrote. And I'm glad the New York Times uh, printed it. I'm also somewhat surprised. Uh, speaking of the collision between reality and, uh, and in particular, progressive policies. Long overdue collision. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Um, that's the one aspect of conservatism I, I will claim to my dying day is that we must understand reality and as we talk about policy we cannot let passion trump reality our hopes trump reality we've got to be grounded in reality and i appreciate this dose of reality um christoph's headline as we mentioned earlier is the one privilege liberals ignore um and then he he talks about american liberals have led the campaign to reduce child poverty since fdr pride proud legacy etc but we've long had a blind spot 
And I, he gets right into it. I love this. We are often reluctant to acknowledge one of the significant drivers of child poverty, the widespread breakdown of family, for fear that to do so would be patronizing or racist. Wait a minute. If you use reality to make a racist point, well, then you're a racist. But to say that stating reality is itself patronizing a racist is a stark line between what I was talking about. You must always acknowledge reality or you cannot possibly be effective. And and him admitting that we really don't like to. That, that to me is pathetic, but that's just the way my brain works. Anyway. I'd say it's it's definitely that stuff, as I mentioned last week, though. It's also culturally, for whatever reason, culturally, we decided it's not something you'd want to point out to anybody, that uh, single-parent households are not going to be as effective as dual-parent households. Just pointing that out is hurtful, I guess, or judgmental or something, but nobody does. Nobody yeah. does. And we'll get into that a little bit more, but I'm uh, I'm reminded of Thomas Sowell's uh, brilliant statement toward the end of the 20th century that most of the history of the last 50 years has been getting rid of what works in favor of what sounds good. Um, anyway, uh, so they feared to, to acknowledge the breakdown of the family is a huge factor, would be patronizing a racist. It's an issue largely for working class whites, blacks, and Hispanics, albeit most prevalently among African Americans. But just as you can't have a serious conversation about poverty without discussing race, you also can't engage unless you consider single parent households. After all, families headed by single mothers are five times as likely to live in poverty as married couple families. Children in single mother homes are less likely to graduate from high school or earn a college degree. He doesn't say how much less likely, which bothers me. They are more likely to become single parents themselves, perpetuating the cycle. Um, also, they're much, much more likely in, to end up in prison. Almost 30% of American children now live with a single parent or with no parent at all. One reason for the sensitivities is large racial disparities. Single parenting is less common in white and Asian households, but only 38% of black children live with married parents, not even 40%. Melissa Kearney's an economist at the University of Maryland, um... In an important book on this topic to be published next week, she says, quote, the data presents some uncomfortable realities. Again, God, realities are realities. Whether they're uncomfortable or not cannot affect your, your reckoning with them. Yeah. But I guess you have to couch it like this in the New York Times. Yeah. Yeah. That, that word should be outlawed from being uh, put as a, de- a descriptor to reality. Reality's reality. What do you mean uncomfortable? What? Well, and, and and folks, I don't care how old you are right now. Uh, you know, Jack and I got a little uh, gray hair happening. We're older than we used to be, and I'm dealing with some physical stuff. All reality is uncomfortable, except for you know a couple of <laughs> moments of of pleasure and or ecstasy that come once a week or once a month if you're lucky. <laughs> All of reality is uncomfortable. Oh anyway. God. Yeah. Anyway, the data presents some uncomfortable realities, writes Ms. Kearney. Two-parent families are beneficial for children. Places that have more two-parent families have higher rates of upward mobility. Not talking about these facts is counterproductive. 
We liberals, writes Christoph, often perceive the world through prisms of privilege, but we rarely discuss one of the most important privileges of all, and it's the title of Kearney's book, The Two-Parent Privilege. And then he says, let me interrupt this column with a shower of caveats that everybody's working hard and doing their best, and many children raised in part by single moms do extraordinarily well, etc., etc., etc. Yet this is still so wrenching to discuss. Then he goes back to 1965, something I have quoted many times, when Daniel Patrick Moynihan wrote a prescient report about the decline of marriage among African Americans. Moynihan, who himself had been raised mostly in poverty by a single mother, warned that family breakdown would exacerbate social problems, but he was denounced by liberals for racism and victim baiting, which is victim blaming, I'm sorry, which is extraordinary because he was one of the lines of the left at the time. Scholars ran for cover. It helped greatly that the eminent African-American sociologist William Julius Wilson of Harvard later conducted research in this area and praised Moynihan's work as prophetic. But even today, there is a deep discomfort, there we are again with that word, in liberal circles about acknowledging these realities. So the problem was identified 60 years ago, and we're still just kind of trying to get around to recognizing what is obviously true. And speaking of Sowell, uh, another one of his great quotes is, there are some ideas so stupid, terrible, bad, I can't remember precisely what he said, that only an intellectual could hold them. Well, here's some examples. A scholarly organization in the field published a call in 21 to, quote, dismantle family privilege, such as championing championing two-parent families which it was warned was embedded in white supremacist society. Oh, oh my God. So here you have intellectuals saying, we've got to do everything we can to tear down the family because that's a white thing. And while 91% of college-educated conservatives agree that children are better off if they have married parents, only 30% of college-educated liberals agree, according to a report to be released next week by the Institute for Family Studies. Now, given the fact... The reality that the numbers on achievement, incarceration, uh, financial health, everything, everything, everything states without contradiction that the kids are better off in two-parent families. How can only 30% of college-educated liberals agree with that? That's astonishing. (sighs) Because they have a uh, career-focused postgraduate friend who had a baby without a dad and they don't want to hurt their feelings wow that's a pretty good explanation that's some of it plus they've been taught over and over again that if you are to assign any of the responsibility for a poor outcome to the people experiencing that poor outcome that's blaming the victim quote unquote which may be one of the most insidious phrases ever devised in the english language I mean, I can't even imagine all the times I've screwed up in my life when instead of feeling a repercussion or having my parents say, you know, I'm ashamed of what you did. You've brought embarrassment to the family or whatever. Instead of that, they said, well, we can't blame the victim because Joe's in trouble. So he's the victim here. Can you imagine how my life would have turned out differently? One or two more points. One stunning and depressing gauge of racial inequality in the United States. Well, he says inequity. 
I will not use the term equity. The study found that 62% of white children live in low poverty areas with fathers present in most homes, while only 4% of black children do. The collapse of marriage has happened mostly among less educated Americans, including those who are white, black, or Hispanic. While many college graduates, this is the principle we're, we've been talking about of luxury beliefs. Where you espouse a view of the world as an educated, wealthy person, but you don't live those beliefs. You let the poor people do that, and it ruins their lives. While many college graduates, in theory, embrace all kinds of family relationships, they remain traditional in their personal behaviors, mostly having children after marriage and raising their own two kid, their own kids in two-parent households. Brad Wilcox, a sociologist and family expert at the University of Virginia, calls this talk left, walk right. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, I'm sorry to spout a cliche, but it's interesting on so many different levels. I mean, the statistics are incredibly revealing. The tragedy of it really, you know, affects you if you have a living soul. And the ability of people to blind themselves to facts with their ideology, just it doesn't matter how long I study this stuff, it still amazes me. I mean, it's like if there was a baseball general manager somewhere who was, like, denying all of the sabermetrics. You don't have to base everything you do on it, but, I mean, that would just, that would make them, well, they'd be fired immediately. Rejecting all statistical realities, all data science, because you're uncomfortable with it. That's an uncomfortable reality about where your second baseman ought to position himself. The, the people would be utterly befuddled by that person. They'd think he's mentally ill. And yet we run our society on, I don't want to acknowledge that reality. Well, I, and unfortunately I am in a position where I can say this out loud now because I am a uh, raising kids in a divorced family, which I wish I wasn't. Um, I can say this out loud. I wish it'd become a thing where we can say in society, two-parent households are better. Whether it's from the beginning or in the middle or wherever, whenever it becomes a one-parent each family. Two-parent households are better. I wish we could say that out loud. Can you succeed without that? Of course you can. But is it uh, much easier and much more likely you'll succeed with two-parent family? Yeah, I wish everybody could say that out loud. Just like be like saying um, uh, 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 graduating high school is a really good idea. Can you succeed without graduating? Yes, sure, some people do. But the vast majority of people, it's much better to graduate high school. Wouldn't that be better for our culture if we just could settle on that? Two-parent households are better for raising kids. Quick question for you. What if you happen to miss this unbelievable radio program? The answer is easy, friends. Just download our podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. It's the podcast version of the broadcast show, available anytime, any day, every single podcast platform known to man. Download it now, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Started into a Twitter war with Tim Sandifer about how delicious bacon is or is not yesterday, so that might come up as a topic also. Wow. Well, I happen to know your position on the question. I can't believe that my friend Tim would uh, be in, in opposition to it. I'm, I'm shocked. I, it's like, I don't know, finding out he abuses monkeys or something. I just, I've got to have a completely different view of the guy. It is very much like finding out he abuses monkeys. <laughs> yeah, I mean... 
How disturbing would that be? I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> right. Right. Here's your freedom loving quote of the day. Bunch of monkey whackers around here, huh? Uh, from William Bradford, who, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he was one of the leaders of the uh, the Pilgrims back in the day, wasn't he? He came over on the Mayflower. He was one Excellent. of the early um, uh, mayors, or whatever they called it, leaders of uh, Plymouth Colony for many decades. Yeah, okay. Excellent. Uh, here's your, your I quote. only know oh. this because my son is at that period of grade school. Otherwise, It's ah. not like I remember it from when I was in fifth grade. It's because I have a fifth grader who's dealing with that right now. So, And are they actually teaching the history or just how he was abusive toward Indians and <laughs> nothing else? There's a lot more of that than there was when I was a kid, certainly. Yeah, well, uh, fair enough. Uh, anyway, back to the quote. All great and honorable actions are accompanied with great difficulties, and both must be enterprised and overcome with answer courage. Hmm. They talked fancy back in the day, but his point is, anything great or honorable is going to be difficult. Deal those with. were some brave SOBs who came over and, and oh. tried to set up those towns. Oh, yeah. oh my God. If you've never read the book Mayflower by Nathaniel Philbrick, fantastic book. You know, now that I think about it, uh, I'm thinking, yes, uh, great difficulties, uh, courage, right? And my version of that would make William Bradford laugh till he wet his breeches. I, I haven't had to sum it up a quarter of the courage I'm thinking in my life, except for maybe a moment or two, that these people had to have every damn day. Or especially John Smith, who was one of the great badasses in American history and should be if better that known. that was his real name. Mm. He, should be, he should be better known. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we can uh, wax historic on that topic someday. You can enlighten us. Here's your mailbag. Drop us a note. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Brian in Vancouver writes, Just listening to today's podcast. <clears throat> Looking for a bridge to jump off now. The show today was one of the most depressing ever. Been listening to you guys since you started in California. Don't plan to stop. Here's hoping that tomorrow's show will be a little more upbeat. <laughs> we Fair we criticism, do. Brian. <laughs> I'll say I instead of we. I do need to work on not being part of the most depressing radio show in America. Wow. You can say we. I'm here. I heard it. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Uh, Plunging along, Steve in Eugene, Oregon, the Pacific Northwest representing today. Does anyone seriously think Ukraine has the capabilities of getting a drone into Moscow airspace over the Kremlin and would even know where they would, might find Putin hiding? It's ridiculous. I agree completely, Steve. And the other point on that, Leon Panetta said this yesterday, uh, former CIA director and SecDef, that if they were going to attack the Kremlin and Putin, they wouldn't use those tiny drones. Right. It's just laughable. Here's a meme that's making its way around. Uh, Polly in northern Nevada sent this one. It's uh, like a 1950s mother and daughter sitting at the table. Daughter says, Mommy, I think I'm a boy. Mother says, Well, you're not. <laughs> wow. That's, that's pretty accurate. I love it. That is so good. And uh, finally, I will squeeze this one in. <laughs> B BD writes the answer to the pronoun quagmire. Just call everyone comrade. Yeah, appropriate. Well, you're not. End of discussion. <laughs> Quick question for you. What if you happen to miss this unbelievable radio program? The answer is easy, friends. Just download our podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. It's the podcast version of the broadcast show, available anytime, any day, every single podcast platform known to man. Download it now, Armstrong and Getty On Demand.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Now, broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. Celebrating 25 years of radio excellence. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I know this, but after we finish our radio show every day, the Armstrong and Getty Show, we keep on going. Yeah, we call it Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. It's a podcast that you should subscribe to right now. You can find it on the iHeart app or wherever you download podcasts. Um, this is, uh, this is uh, amazing and horrifying to me. A couple of pieces of evidence. Um, the, the Free Beacon doing a nice job setting up the topic with their story from court packing to climate change. Teachers unions push progressive priorities as test scores plummet. Uh, that's kind of the whole story there in the headline. But they mentioned that during the uh, July National Conference, the National Education Association, there are two, you got the, uh, American Federation of Teachers and the National, and the NEA, okay? Between the two of them, they're the two super giants. They collect about $3 billion in dues. Can you imagine having $3 billion to play with, to lobby, to bribe, uh, to, to buy media, that sort of thing? Um, <clears throat> but during its July National Conference, the NEA unveiled a slew of new business items, which included 
calls for President Biden to expand the Supreme Court to restore American democracy. That's a quote from the teachers union. Huh. And extend asylum to all illegal immigrants. Uh, what now? Weeks later, the other uh, 800-pound gorilla, the American Federation of Teachers, held its own summer gathering, which saw union leaders attend training sessions centered on, quote, integrating climate change into your teaching and Ugh. affirming LGBTQIA plus identities in and out of the classroom. NEA President Becky Pringle, meanwhile, used her conference keynote speech to, quote, call out every politician and every pundit who refuses to address gun violence and argue that America is structurally inequitable. Can you just teach reading, writing, arithmetic? Well, wouldn't that be lovely as the National Association of Educational Progress report, which just came out, showed abysmal student achievement scores. Proficiency in history for eighth graders fell to an all-time low. With the availability of technology, the improvements in, you know, information, nutrition, you know, how can we be at an all-time low? Low. Well, and I don't, I don't know the answer and to per this. Student funding is at an all-time high. I don't know the answer to this, but a lot of our tests we've dumbed down over the years. So, is it possible we're at an all-time low with lowered standards? Yes, yes. Uh, That's let's see. troubling. Oh, <gasps> you haven't begun to be troubled. Begun to be troubled. Is there? I can't speak English, for instance. <laughs> <clears throat> because reading of our schools. <laughs> because of our damn schools. Uh, let's see. Reading and math scores for 13-year-olds fell to levels not seen in decades. Still, in the build-up to the 2023 school year, NEA and AFT leaders spent much of their time discussing how to insert liberal priorities into classrooms. And we spend more money per student than we ever have before. How did? How do you? Ah, the fact that we spend more and get less results, and and that it just slips by people. Nobody cares. Drives me nuts. So the big two teachers unions made it their top priorities to get more quote, so quote unquote queer issues and climate change into the classroom while test scores are at an all time low. How do you deal with that as a progressive? Well, if you're the unforgivable Kate Brown of Oregon, you do this. For the next five years, an Oregon high school diploma will be no guarantee that the student who earned it can read, write, or do math anywhere near a high school level. Now, this is so interesting. I once had a uh, a good friend of mine. She's actually my girlfriend at the time, um, telling me about something that Gladys, happened in her family. Did you quit? She's quiet quitting. Gladys th- says it's minimal Monday, and she's quiet quitting. So she, we start into a story from our uh, past, and she doesn't even play the harp anymore. Another one of Joe's stupid remembrances. Not today, she's thinking. Wow, wow. Of course, she's a teamster, so that we can't do much about it. <laughs> she's in the Teamsters Harp Union. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, this young lady said something uh, about something that had happened in her family and, and said, well, they weren't very proud of it, you could tell, because they were doing it with the lights out. And oh. I thought, wow, that's a pretty interesting way to put it, and it stuck with me. Uh, anyway, uh, please do note, as this story unfolds, how much of it was done with the lights out. So... Kate Brown had... Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. <laughs> wow. Where did you get that, Michael? That's what I was grabbing. Seriously? Yeah. That's why Gladys wasn't available. Wow. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Sorry, Kate Gladys, and... I didn't mean to yell. 
Governor Kate Brown uh, refused to answer earlier this summer regarding whether she supported the plan passed by the Oregon legislature to drop the, practically all requirements for graduation that students demonstrate they have achieved those skills. She wouldn't answer whether she was going to sign it. But on July 14th, sure enough, she signed Senate Bill 744 into law. You're thinking, Joe, that was like a month ago. Where have you guys been? Well, <clears throat> through a spokesperson, the governor declined again Friday to comment on the law and why she had supported suspending the proficiency requirements. Her decision was not made public until recently because her office did not hold a signing ceremony or even issue a press release. And the fact that the governor signed the bill was not entered into the legislative database until a couple of days. Well, no, I guess it was uh, the very, very end of July which is a departure from the normal practice in Oregon of updating the public database the same day a bill is signed. You sign the bill, you update the database. Well, no, they held off for weeks on it. What's especially notable about this is this is from uh, the Oregonian slash Oregon Live, which is a dyed-in-the-wood liberal media outlet, which covers all things Oregon Portland. But the Oregonian uh, asked the governor's office when Brown's staff notified the legislature that she had signed the bill. And they said, well, the same day. Uh, also that, uh, but then they hadn't put it up for the public to hear about. Now, this Charles Boyle, the governor's deputy communications director, uh, said in an email statement that suspending the reading, writing, and math proficiency requirements, all of them, folks, all of them. Just no, not, not lowering them, suspending them. There just aren't any standards. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah, they have no standards. They're doing that while the state develops new graduation standards that will benefit Oregon's black, Latino, Latina, Latinx, indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, tribal, and students of color. You know, what's great about that statement is the problem is in the statement. Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. Quote, the reason leaders- you have to do this is in your statement. The fact that you just listed all those things is why we have a problem. In large measure, yeah. To finish the quote, leaders from those communities have advocated time and again for equitable graduation standards, along with expanded learning opportunities and supports. Now, I'm staunchly in favor of expanded learning opportunities and supports, but equitable grading standards means everybody gets the same grade no matter what they do. Equity is another word for socialism, whether economic or in grades or whatever. Um, This is so incredibly insidious. We feel enlightened by requiring nothing of students of color and giving them diplomas, though they've learned very little. That makes us good people. Can you imagine a more perverse way of seeing the world? Man, that's so troubling. (sighs) Glenn Beck has become a gazillionaire doing a show where he talks about it's all over, it's all gone to hell every day. I've always wanted to try to, like, you know, not do that every day because it seems depressing. Uh, but man, this story makes me think it's actually all going to hell. We are a, a, a culture in such steep decline. Moving down. Well, here's my my heartening response to that is much like as we were discussing last hour, Americans by seventy to twenty six think it's absurd that biological males would compete against girls in sports. 70 to 26, folks, were winning this argument. But you would think it was the opposite. 
given the perception he gets through the media uh, and through activists. Well, I would argue that the uh, that the numbers on this sort of thing are probably very, very similar. So the society is going to hell if we don't fight back against it, dig in our heels and say, we're not letting this happen. We won't let the activists and the lunatics have the day. We can't. It's too damaging. Which brings us to uh, the Nicholas Kristof piece in the New York Times. And he's a, he's a dyed-in-the-wool uh, liberal type. But uh, he is extremely honest on a very, very touchy topic. And that is, and, and we'll give it its, its full due in a segment or two, but the idea that you're going to repair racial inequalities, uh, you know, the, the achievement gaps, grade gaps, etc., at the gates of Harvard, or Princeton or Yale or Penn or whatever, and you're just going to artificially shove more black kids into Penn, for instance, and that will solve the problem, as opposed to addressing the socio-cultural family issues that have led us to these stark, you know, achievement gaps. It's, it's suicidal. It's worse than doing nothing. It's condemning millions of kids to a similar hopeless fate. But Christoph is calling it like he sees it, and that's quite an act of courage on the left. And again, we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, I do want to get into the some of the stats on that. This stuff around the schools lowering the standards, though. So we've we've read about and talked about this at every level. So grade schools and then high schools. And you graduate high school with a lower proficiency in everything than you ever have before, and then you go to college. If you go to college. College kids learn less than they ever learned before, spend less time in class, less time studying. I mean, that's just a uh, that is that is a culture that's going to be overtaken by a culture that is serious about achievement. Yeah, uh, education has become purely consumer good. And it reminds me of like, uh, you know, if I tried to put on 34 inch pants from 1978, I couldn't get them over my butt. But there are plenty of stores that will sell me quote unquote 34s that fit just fine. Doesn't that strike you as odd? 34 inches hasn't changed. No. And ed- education's similar. Hey, the customer wants a college degree for learning nothing. They're paying us a lot of money. Give them the freaking degree. The uh, Armstrong and Getty. What in God's name? It's 100 on the crazy meter. Well, that bad attempt, sir. Man, that makes my soul bleed. That's insane. It's a little too much donkey talk. Unacceptable. The reality is, is things are getting weird. And they're getting weird fast. Uh... This is the Armstrong and Getty Show. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, 
assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Are the wars in Israel and Ukraine more than the United States can take on at the same time? We're the United States of America, for God's sake. The most powerful nation in the history, not in the world, in the history of the world. The history of the world. We can take care of both of these and still maintain our overall international defense. We have the capacity to do this and we have an obligation to. We are the essential nation, as to, to, to Paris phrase, the former Secretary of State. And if, if we don't, who does? I thought uh, he was going to stand up and <laughs> slap Scott Pell. Why that the most powerful country on earth, you stupid son of a bitch! No, no, Mr. President, please, he's had enough. (laughs) We're the United States. States You'd bang him on the curb. No, nobody did that. United States uh, Mayor. Pardon me? Again, when when next time we talk to Mike Lyons or McCausland or one of our military experts, I want to ask that actual question. The president obviously has to say that. Because what are they going to say? Oh, yeah, we're stretched thin. I mean, if China were to attack now. They could just walk in. I mean, what is the president going to say? Uh, but uh, I don't know how true that is because we got a lot going on right now. Uh, yeah, and we're strapped in terms of uh, shells, from what I understand. But getting to how into this we are, here's Martha Raddatz, ABC News. 2,000 U.S. troops prepared to be on alert for possible deployment to the Middle East. The troops could provide intelligence and medical support. They would be deployed to bases outside Israel. A second carrier strike group soon joining the USS Ford and its warships in the Mediterranean. A senior U.S. official telling me that U.S. intelligence has now determined there have been a number of activities with Hezbollah and in Iran that are worrisome. Mr. President, with activities in Ukraine and Israel, can the United States handle... To- you dumb mother! Oh, oh no! Stop hitting him, Where sir! Do you- I can't believe you! But I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. That's what he should have said to him. So there at NYU, like has happened a number of places around the world, a whole bunch of posters had been put up of uh, hostages or People concerned there are hostages because they got missing loved ones, you know, because there's a bunch of missing people. They don't know where they are. 
Uh, maybe they're dead uh, in a ditch somewhere, or maybe they're hostages being held by Hamas, but they don't know where they're where these people are. Mm-hmm. So grab from the concert or grab from a home or whatever. Anyway, so there are posters of these missing people being put up, and they were put up there at NYU. And there were students. I got the video right here. I'm watching it. NY students walking around campus, tearing down posters fe- featuring missing Israelis being held in Gaza by Hamas terrorists. How do you possibly even come close to justifying that idea? The lack of uh, this uh, person who tweeted this, I don't even know who it was. The lack of humanity by your students is not only heartbreaking, but extremely concerning. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. These little brainwash victims at the universities have been taught to see absolutely everything from the perspective of the oppressor and the oppressed. And no horror visited upon the oppressor uh, is of any concern whatsoever, the way they see it, and nothing the oppressed do could ever be condemned because they can do anything they want in this bizarre worldview of theirs. Right, and you got to try to... Well, you can't make all this fit together. So you're the same college kids that were saying it was an act of violence to call somebody he if they say they want to be called she. That was an act of violence. Right. The same as if you had punched them in the face, but... But rape as a weapon of war is perfectly acceptable if the side that does it is your side. Yeah, that's it's kind of hard to square those attitudes. Yeah, you'd have to be nuts or brainwashed or indoctrinated by radicals. Yeah. Speaking of which, the Free Beacon had a pretty good piece about how companies across the Western world were quick to issue statements condemning the killing of George Floyd. They were likewise quick to condemn the Russian invasion of Ukraine, in my mind justifiedly. But as Israel reeks from the reels rather from the worst terrorist attack in its history, many of those same companies are not outspoken at all. Deutsche Bank, which helped Hitler expropriate Jewish businesses during the Holocaust, condemned Russian President Vlad Putin's assault the day his tanks rolled into Ukraine. But it took five days and an inquiry from the Washington Free Beacon, though, for the German bank to condemn Hamas's rampage, which killed over a thousand people, etc. We all know what happened. Uh, Disney, meanwhile, decried Russia's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine, condemned lethal attacks on black Americans, opposed a law banning public schools in Florida from teaching third graders about gay sex. The company had yet to issue a statement on the weekend's atrocities, which included the decapitation of children who might want to watch Disney products, their customers, Disney. Because that seems like that's all you care about. As of uh, a couple evenings ago, did not respond to a request for a comment. Disney, which weighed in on not teaching radical queer theory to eight-year-olds, has nothing to say about the Hamas attack. Yeah, and that's one of the many reasons that weighing in on these things is just a company that's got other businesses stupid. You're a shoe company. You don't need to weigh in on these political issues. But once you start, if you don't, it's going to be noticed, and it's taken as a message also. Uh, Coca-Cola, their name-checking, uh, T-Mobile, AT&T, Verizon, uh, all, of a sudden, all pitching in. All of a sudden, these businesses are, so many of these businesses are out of the commenting on politics world. <laughs> okay. Right, and, and I was noodling through why that would be, and there are a couple of different possible explanations, but I think the one uh, that, that has the most weight, and if you disagree, please feel free to weigh in. You can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com or drop us an email 415-295-KFTC. I think it's that these companies see the tiny sliver 
of America, that is academia and the media, although the media is pretty much in line with Israel on this one, uh, but not entirely so. They see that tiny little slice of America and they think that's a significant voice. When it's not. It's loud, but it's a tiny number of people. And so they're thinking, yeah, well, there are a lot of people who think Israel's the bad guy in this, so we better not say anything. Because they're cowards. I mean, they're, they, they put on the clothing of moral conviction to try to get more business from whatever group. But there's no moral conviction involved. It's just business. You can't both say Hamas does not represent the average Palestinian, so they shouldn't pay a price for this, and say... Hamas was just acting this way because the Palestinians have been treated so bad all these years. You can't say both of those things. Right. I agree completely. Armstrong and Getty. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.